Next up, it's two tales of time travel, as Rick and Rick's top 10 sci-fi movies list continues. Oh, there's a steaming pile of emoji here. Uh, I've got sequels on my list. So uh, my next movie was Terminator 2, 1991, James Cameron. Excellent. At that time, it was so exciting and so much fun. Just, you know, it was one of those movies where I remember taking my girlfriend and didn't like action-adventure sci-fi movies at all and completely loved it. I think everybody loved it. And, you know, the line in it, the future's not set. There's no fate but what we make ourselves. All this dialogue that was voiceover in that movie. And uh, it seems like when Linda Hamilton is having these sort of visions of Doomsday or whatever day the Skynet takes over where she's walking up to a park and kids are playing and there's a chain link fence and then a nuclear bomb goes off in the city in the distance and then wipes everything out. So it was horrifying. And then the whole idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger as this cyborg from the future sent back to protect John Connor, you know, from other Terminators, just, you know, very well crafted. James Cameron, obviously the abyss before that and Avatar long after has been changing the game, you know, his whole career. And, and I think this movie really set the tone for what an action adventure sci-fi movie would be from then forward. That's true. You know, one of the, uh, the interesting facts on this is that, um, I don't know if you know this, but Jane Cameron, James Cameron actually sold the rights to the entire franchise, entire series for $1. The, the whole rationale behind it or, you know, what he got in return was they actually let him produce the first movie. Now, of course, he he then made a ton of money off it, so don't don't feel bad for him, but he believed in this franchise so much that he he was willing to, to you know, just stake it out and say, "Look, well, you own the franchise after I'm done." And, and who was it? Was it Caralco or something like yeah. that that was the Yeah, and they yeah. they did a phenomenal job. This is another movie that just changed what we did like it, changed every movie that came after it yep. you know the special effects the liquid special effects i mean that is still impressive in today's view yeah you know they they did stuff in that movie that um people today you know still are trying to figure out how to do in a way that that makes sense so the next one up for me is number four and in this movie to me is kind of like the 13th floor where i feel like it's a underrated sci-fi uh movie in the movie's looper and the great thing about this movie is that it explores that idea of um, time traveling and the butterfly effect and what would happen if we lived in a world where mob hitmen would travel back in time to dispose of bodies. And so, you know, our, our main hero of the movie is, you know, one of these assassins and he will, you know, you know, kill somebody in, in one time and then take them back in time to dispose of the body so that uh, nothing can be proved or tied to different people. But the the interesting premise of the movie is, but the way that the hitmen are retired is that they end up coming back and taking out themselves. So the main storyline works by uh, the hitman being paid by a silver bar being taped to the person that they're supposed to dispose of. But when it's time for them to retire themselves, and, and by the way, they don't know who they're disposing of because there's a hood over it. Right. And so when they, when they end up retiring themselves, the only way that they know that's happened is when they open up the shirt and they find out that it's a, a silver a gold bar instead of a silver bar and it's you know it's got bruce willis it's got some great acting it's an interesting story play but i don't remember it really hitting well a lot of people just kind of thought it was you know another sci-fi movie it wasn't that interesting but i really felt like this is one that you know made you think and it, it laid the groundwork for you know things like the the 12 monkey uh tv show and and things like that predestination i think would have been influenced by something like that or i don't know if primer would have but but definitely 
definitely predestination because it kind of had that kind of loop within a loop. Pardon the pun. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Primer was also in my overflow. That was uh, that was another great movie. A low budget, you know, very simple storyline, but uh, you know, was done in a really compelling way. Yeah. What struck me so much about that movie is I had to look it up after watching it. Is the main character, the actor, was so good in talking about all these, you know, theories or whatnot. That I was like, it's one thing to remember lines and kind of understand what your character's all about, but this seemed deeper. And so I looked it up and I, the main actor was the director and he wasn't a writer director. He was a, a scientist, a mathematician of some kind who had this idea for this movie and made it for say $9,000. I mean, it was a ridiculously small amount of money, but a great movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. 